Welcome to Crypt Apocalypse episode 57. Now, this week we've got something special coming up. We've got some we've got special guests on our show. Special Teller guests. from Penn and Teller. No, it's me. Say hello. It's me. Oh. I'm the special guest. Because I'm always special. I'm always just so delighted. Welcome, Silent Bob. Yeah. We're actually doing a podcast for the deaf, so after the 15 second count, 15 minute count, sorry, it will be complete silence. Cool. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm in for that, yeah. Yeah, you're in for that? Yeah, nice as long as I don't have to edit it, it's a lot of vassal. I'm so tired. As Same well. here. Yeah, I'm yeah, very it's tired. It's a Sunday. Anyway, so uh, this this week, welcome to Crit Apocalypse. As always, I'm going to talk a little bit about my life outside of Crit Apocalypse, no. and Crit Apocalypse, no. and the Armageddon that we're no. experiencing right now. No. So, and uh, this week, some sad stuff happened, but some happy stuff as well. Sad stuff happened in which Donald Trump had his first press conference. That was pretty entertaining, wasn't it? I wouldn't say sad. That was hilarious. Donald Trump With came his blank in. Documents. Somehow his somehow his microphone didn't work very well once again when he's been given the time. He to has talk. trouble with microphones. I know, but this time. Uh, I mean, the impending doom became ever, ever more evident, ever more evident, became more evident just by his performance on the podium, talking in not really specific terms about anything he was planning to do with himself. I liked when on Twitter he cited Russia as a source of why that Russian leak was complete lies. I like, one of my favourite things is that he compared the um, release of information about Hillary Trump by the Russians, which he now admits that the Russians did... The Russian hacking of Hillary Trump's account. Hillary Trump. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Jesus. Jesus, I'm tired. Uh, Hillary Clinton's League of Documents and all that stuff. He finally admitted that was the Russians, but no one seems to be reporting She's out of her wherever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he finally admitted that it was the Russians, and he's aware that it's the Russians. And he revealed this by saying, if they had information on me, they would have revealed it, just like they did with Hillary's information. But no one seems to be reporting that. <laughs> No one ever, no one seems to be like, oh, so he knew Russia was hacking Hillary. Yeah. So he knows Russia's been influencing this whole election. So he is in the back pocket idiot. of Vladimir Putin. He is an idiot. There's He's- a tweet from someone said where, um, this is tweet is just randomly from about 2010 where some, like, I can't remember, it might have been Wiz Khalifa or something, was yeah. hanging out in Trump Plaza. And he says, I'm the only guy here in Trump Plaza, young guy in Trump Plaza. There's like a whole bunch of eight year old Russian dudes talking in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like some random Holy tweet. Fuck. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, America's gone up the shitter. We ourselves are going through uh, UKIP. We're leaving EU. The UK independence. The global Britain. That's, global that's Britain. the latest thing. Yeah. Whatever so that means. We're now we had a global Britain before. People didn't like it. We had to give back a lot of land. Yeah. We so took tea. That's what we got out. We got was, tea. That was kind of what the, um, what was it? The um, the British Empire when we owned yeah, most of the world. Yeah, what's the name of it now? The um, <laughs> Commonwealth. Coalition? Commonwealth. There you go. Coalition sounds a bit more super villainy, doesn't it? It's kind of nice. Well, we, we had that. We had the Lib Dems and the Tories. Yeah, they had the true. coalition. Do you remember that? Ooh. Yeah, that lasted a week. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, right now the world's sort of going up the shitter. So we are actually in a crit apocalypse. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch one question to you: If this was to turn into an all-out crit apocalypse, it would be the apocalypse that we hope it's gonna be. What is your preferred choice of apocalypse? Well, Mad Max apocalypse, obviously. So you want complete global wipeout, nukes are dropping, very unlikely to survive. There wasn't nukes in Mad Max. Well, nukes ended up happening, but the Mad Max apocalypse is down to a lack of oil, um, global warming causing the water to dry out. It's an arid landscape, but yeah. Then nukes. Nukes happened all over the place because wars started happening. Yeah, Um, so basically we're unlikely to survive. The Saudis and the Americans wiped each other out mostly. Yeah. The UK had been got in one bomb. Mm. Just one. I mean, I watched that. Do you watch that? Fred's. Was it? Yeah, it was Fred's, wasn't Fred's it? Fred's was the one where Sheffield gets bombed. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's a dark movie. I watched when I was a watched kid. Watched that at school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't. I watched that after school. It was on at like nine o'clock on Channel Four. Mm. My parents were like, "Oh, we watched this when we were in school." There's like, a Raymond oh. Briggs animation as well. That's nice. That's Is there cool. really? Yeah, it's an animation one where this old couple just slowly die of radiation poisoning. Wow. See, I got to see Steve Gutenberg die of radiation poisoning when I watched the day Three after. Three men and a little lady. No. Oh. Although the Turkish version of that is still on my Netflix to watch list, and I'm very excited. <laughs> nice. uh, but Steve Gutenberg was in a film called The Day After, which nukes were dropped, and he uh, was like a... Is this an asylum film? No, no, this was this was actually in the 80s. Oh. And it's got loads of famous actors, actors and actresses in it, but it's a really, really good film about nukes. Is that your first review? No. Uh, <laughs> no, but we were talking about the apocalypse. We were talking about preferred types of apocalypse. I would like um, an insect Apocalypse. You don't get many of those. You don't Human get many... slaves to yeah. an insect nation. Where the, ah. the ants rise up. So you could be one of their generals. The ants rise up and they just take over. The spiders are not insects, no. but in a war they will side with the insects. No. Traitors, traitors, spiders, traitors. The reason... They'll betray us and they'll make us. No. Human slaves. The reason you can't have spiders in the army is they're too erratic and they're also too prone to drug addiction. I don't mm. know if you saw that thing about the spiders making webs when they're on different types. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they love, they, they love cocaine. Yeah, they fucking do. They're great at cocaine. Anyway, so my first review this week is going to be Suicide Squad, the triple X parody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I've already spoken about how much I hate Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad, the extended edition, didn't add any How's the editing? Well, in this, in the it's as bad. It's it not worse. Work. It's as bad. Really? Yeah. But is there a bit is... where she looks over to the right and a cum shot comes in from the, the shots on the left? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no. just completely forgetting like Dutch angle the 90-degree rule, yeah. you know, no. shot, reverse shot. Okay, so, you know, it's the same characters, although there are other, other extra characters. There's Killer Frost is in there as well for some reason. Uh, but anyway, so it's it's the group uh, facing off against an enemy. It's it's exactly the same as every porn film. They kind of loosely take the plot and start producing it. So Joker's in there. He's just like nice. a gangster Joker. Turn ups every five minutes. Yeah, yeah, there's like a scene with Batman and Riddler for some reason. Um, and the porn is just not great. It's just not very good. It's but that's because they call it a porn parody. This is the same problem I have with all the other superhero porn films I watch. Because I don't watch... I, when I watch these parody porn films, I don't watch them to masturbate. There's just... You, you're, you're chasing your own tail in that situation because you're never going to... You're never really going to be able to have a great time if that's Who what directed this one? Uh, Axel Braun. Axel Braun? Yeah. He's a legend. I know. He makes all the porn parody films. Well, not all of them, but he did the um, the Batman 1960s one. Oh, really? Which is one of the greatest things ever made because the, oh, well, like, the attention to detail, even the Joker in that's got a moustache under his makeup. Oh, really? Friggin... Yeah. But anyway, this hero made a Suicide Squad film I actually sat through without being in complete utter pain. It was a little bit there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh god, but in all like all in all, you there's a slightly better time to be had watching this. Yeah. And like I always wanted to watch Katana go down on Harley Quinn. I mean that's instantly makes it a better Exactly. Be um, careful, her tongue steals the souls of her victims. <laughs> they say that when you come, it's not the little death. <laughs> I won't get on her bad side. Her soul steals the souls of her victims. Her husband's trapped She'll cut in there. your beard. <laughs> I've got a daughter. i got to go see my daughter. She's going to go to one of those white girl schools. There should have been a scene halfway into the film where Deadshot said something. So I was like, have I met you yet? Have you been introduced? Hey, Slipknot. How's it going? What's up? Sorry, mate. No. But, um, like, all in all... 
I would I would recommend it costs more. The the problem is the DVDs are thirty two quid. But you can rent it for two days. Press themselves. You rent it for two days for only six dollars. That's two days of watching better Suicide Squad. A better version of Suicide Squad. This is really this right now, so far, it goes animated Batman Assault on Arkham, Mm. right? Suicide Squad the Triple X parody. Suicide Squad Extended Edition and Suicide Squad Vanilla. Whereabouts does the um, Lego superheroes, DC superheroes, Suicide Squad ex- Haven't DLC seen fit? It. Haven't seen fit. it, but is it feature length? <laughs> no, no, it's just the DLC. Just the DLC. Well, then, no. Just called it, The Squad because they didn't want to put Suicide. It doesn't come into it. But it's got to be higher than the film. No, because I haven't played it and it's uh, also not, it's not film. Uh, but it's Lego. Maybe do it films. Uh, Sorry. Outrageous. But yeah, I give this, I give this a solid... Uh, <clears throat> I give this one a solid Jeremy Renner. I mean, it's not... It's quite bland. Mm. But it's not going to offend you. It's nowhere near an Adam he's, Sandler. He's in that I'm um, trying to do comedy phase of his career now, isn't he? He's already done the um, freaking mobile phone advert. BB, yeah, yeah, BT advert, yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds did that and they chopped up his performance to shit, didn't they? <laughs> Poor Ryan Reynolds. Poor Ryan Reynolds. Well, I say that, he's doing fine. Ryan Reynolds is doing pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's got Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Yeah, and nothing. Electric else. Boogaloo. Nothing else. No, he was in the film Criminal. No, with... yeah, they did with Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner, he's not. Did you watch the film that he did, Three Days to Die? No, it was it was directed by Mook G. No, because there's a good reason why. It's actually it, a pretty yeah. good film. It's actually pretty remember, good. Um, oh, actually, it may, it may have been Luke Mr. Besson. Brooks. That was quite a good. It may um, have been Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Luke Besson. Besson. Or it might be MCG. It's going to be Mook G. It might be. Is there Dutch angles in it? No. Uh, he does put not. someone's face in a meat slicer. Nice. Yeah. See, <laughs> already, you want to see it now, don't you? Uh, no, I'll just watch Waterworld again. Uh, One of the greatest films ever made. Uh, About a world of water. What I like is Waterworld's kind of kind of a good statement on Christianity and evolution. You watch Waterworld it? again. It's actually quite a good film no, compared to the fucking, schlock we get nowadays. No, it's not. Like the, spe- the stunts in no, that film are amazing. No, you're clearly thinking of The Postman. <laughs> the Postman. Jesus. <laughs> was he Fledger in that one? Maybe. Someone was in it. Someone else is in it. What, The Postman? Should yeah. we do a quick, we'll do a quick IMDb? That was a three hour long film. About no, it was three to... and a half hours Jesus. long. I remember White Earp. I like White Earp. White Earp was just as bad. I like White Earp though. No. Yeah. I like Tombstone. Tombstone's great. But he wasn't in Tombstone. <laughs> That's probably why he liked it. <laughs> yeah, I love that film. <laughs> Tombstone has uh, Tombstone is the it. concise version of Wyatt with more violence. Yeah, and Kurt Russell and his yeah. fantastic moustache. Yeah, that was the first appearance of the full Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer looking amazing. He hasn't been that slim ever since, has he? Well, he hasn't been that slim since he discovered cookies could be bought with money. Mm. Um, cast okay. Will Pan. Here's his big plan: never get asked back to play Batman. Just put on shit loads of weight. Giovanni Ribisi. Oh shit, Giovanni Ribisi he must have been young in that. Yeah, he was. He's- Twenty. Yeah, because yeah, he was only like um, early 20s when he was in Friends. Okay, so here we go. So Kevin Costner, Will Patton, Lorenz Tate, mm. Olivia Williams, James Russo. Wait, is he one of the Russo brothers? No, no. Tom Petty, Daniel Von Bergen, Scott Barstow, Giovanni Ribisi, Roberta Maxwell, Joe Santos, mm. Ron McLarty, Brian Anthony Wilson... Peggy Lipton, Rex Lynn, Sean Hatosi, Ryan Hurst, Charles A. Eston, and Costner. Ooh. 
Ty O'Neill, that's nepotism there, isn't it? Carrie Jordan, Ellen Geard, Tom Bauer. You're getting to the... Yeah, we're just... Getting to the we're just, Now things, we're so. just listing names from The Postman. But if you yeah. get a chance, check out The Postman. It gets a Tom Atkins. There's a CGI Ice. lion. Oh. Yeah. There's a composite shot lion, isn't there? Possibly. I didn't watch it. It's boring. Did you not watch it? I tried. It was There's boring. a bit of a lift, and the lift is broken. It flies across the... the, the um, uh, the dam, hmm. Nevada Dam, Great Dam, Big the Great Dam, God Dam, Nevada. Dam to Dam. Hmm. That one flies up there, and he's like, I've "Got your mail." Yeah. And he gives them letters. They're really old. Yeah. I presume that they've been living like this for a while because they've set up a lift system. So I don't know how long they've been waiting for their new Netflix film, but it's probably got been a while. Yeah, they probably won't even bother sending that back. No. Well, they'll probably still get fined, though, if they don't send it back. Netflix is going to go on forever, isn't it? Yeah. It'll be like uh, Baron Zemo. Is it? No, not Baron Zemo. Who's a scientist in Civil War, not Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier? Oh, Thingy. The one who's in the computer? Yeah. Who is that? What is Zemo? I can't remember. I think it might be Zemo. Toby Kebble. Him. No, not Toby Kebble. No, 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 that's, that's, that's Caesar. No, that's not Caesar. God damn it, that's Cuba. No. <laughs> the other Toby. <laughs> the Toby, the short, tiny Toby. Yeah, the one who's from Dad's Army. Yeah, the one the who's... The worst um, film of all time. In Your Highness, briefly. <laughs> yes, he was, born. naked. Yeah. Well, yeah, with yeah. like a weird prosthetic Alan Rickman dick. Yeah, good on him. Oh, Alan Rickman died a year ago. Yay. I kind of want to watch Dogma right now. Should we just do a commentary on Dogma? I've got Dogma. <laughs> yeah, I've got Dogma as well. Right, you done? Uh, yeah. The Postman. It's, you know, it's what? a post-apocalyptic piece of postman? fiction that's, that's just excellent. I really recommend it. So that's your apocalypse you want? The Postman. Well, the postman yeah, I want yeah. there to be no post. Yeah. That'd be inconvenient. Fine then. Right, okay. Um, Waterworld. Right, I've got to decide what I'm going to review. Waterworld. The game on let's start the virtual boy. With the, no, let's start off <laughs> Back with for Red October. the reveal of the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Um, that was like, because it was the first time Nintendo's done one of these shows in years, like a proper on-stage presentation thing. It was almost decent, but they kind of forgot to show stuff anyone wanted to watch. Or anything new. Well, it's all new. Some of it was new. We knew that we were getting Mario. We yeah, we knew we were getting, but we hadn't seen them... Like in detail or anything yet. Also, didn't they only reveal two launch games? Um, yeah, on the show they only showed two, but there's more. There's a bunch more launch games that they just did a well, very like bad NBA job. Two K Seventeen. No, um, Super Bomberman R is coming out on it. Yeah, there's but that doesn't Puyo even Puyo look Puyo as good as, it doesn't even look as Tetris. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Have you still seen Puyo Puyo Tetris? No. Oh, it looks so cool. It's like it's like Tetris. You know how like you get those versus puzzle games? Yeah. It's one where like you're versus, but two people who are playing Tetris, two people are playing Puyo Puyo, and it will do stuff like it will switch the game so suddenly you're playing the other game and you have to sort of like switch back and forth between the two as you're playing I think I would have like preferred if it was just Tetris cognitive disillusion thing going on there cognitive um, dissidence Disgaea 5 complete edition is going to be great, out in great US. it's got a really nice box set as well comes with like well, soundtrack and artbook and all that don't you have Disgaea 5 yeah but I've only got a download I don't have a copy an actual physical copy so Wait, I'd be quite how much is the season pass to make it the complete edition um, I got the season pass for 10 quid but it's 25 outside the sale so you got how much was Disgaea for you I got it in the sale at like 27 quid ok so altogether you got £37 you got Disgaea the complete edition yeah in digital form yeah but you want Disgaea the complete edition for possibly £60 which comes with soundtrack CDs two discs Art workbook, um, friggin' 
There's like a, a printy thing. There's a mystery gift. Doesn't tell what it is yet. It's going to be a keychain. All sorts of stuff. But yeah, it's this guy, man. I've brought multiple copies of this guy games over the years. All right. I do like I'm not, your, I'm not the person who's in charge of your finances. But if I yeah. was, slap on the wrist. Really? Yeah. What if I was in charge of your finances? Right now, you wouldn't have much of a job. Yeah. Uh, pay me, though. But anyway, um, I, I like the, I really like the look of the Switch because like, I mean, one thing that was really dumb in the show was that they kept going back to waggle controls, and I'm kind of like, yeah. don't do that. We, we're done with waggle. That we was, was you know, one two switch looks fun. Like hats off for not calling it WarioWare or something. Game? Yeah, apparently it really feels like milking. Well, Brazzers were doing a thing where they had porn stars playing it. Yeah. So that's a bit of that was a bit of great marketing by Nintendo. Give yeah. the Switch to porn stars homebrew. so you can play. People are going to have fun with the homebrew games on that, aren't they? With you the HD Rumble, games. well, someone's going to eventually, aren't they? Everyone always cracks Nintendo consoles. Actually, the brilliant thing is, I heard um, the people who were trying to crack the Wii U to yeah. run homebrew stuff on it gave up because they just didn't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. But no, one two Switch, like hats off to him for not calling one two Switch WarioWare Switch or something. And that arms game could have easily been a punch-out spin-off of some kind, It should have it? just been punch-out. It didn't but need you wouldn't. to have stretchy arms. But it's good that they didn't. They did their own thing with it. They're just going to call it something else. Apparently that's a full-price game, though. Yeah. That looks like that should be yeah. either really cheap or free-to-play with downloadable content. It should be the kind of thing that you just send off your voucher or your Nintendo stars, and they're like... One, two, Switch should be packed with the console. Like, anything surely. Should be they're not going to pack anything in, no, are they? No, that's really weird. Um, it's fucking stupid is what it is. No, I would. I was hoping. I thought the rumors were that the original Splatoon was going to be in there, um, but they showed Splatoon two. I'm up, I'm up for some more Splatoon on a console. People might have um, Mario Kart Deluxe. That's going to be the whole thing plus some extra characters and tracks and a proper battle mode, which is welcome because Mario Kart eight was really really good. Yeah, like one of the like top three Mario Kart games for me. I'd say. I really like Mario Kart 8, but mm. it was hindered by Nintendo trying to integrate their idea of what DLC was. Mm. It was also hindered by... They did uh, some good stuff, though, though. Those cars and tracks were really good. Yeah. The Zelda one, the Animal Crossing track was really good. It just it wasn't worth the amount they valued their DLC at, and it's because mm. it was hard for them to really enter that world. Yeah, but um, I think the Switch looks really cool. Looks interesting, little device. Um, loads of people are moaning about the battery life, but I think on a tablet running games like that, three hours isn't bad. No, it's about the same as what you get from uh... when you get on a shield. If you had the handheld shield, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, it's got USB C port. Oh, so how much the shield is? You got the US the control the charger plugs in through USB C, so you yeah. don't have to use Nintendo's charger. You can just go and buy your own. If you can use any charger, like if you got USB C, pop it in, you're done. Yeah, um, which would be quite handy. It's nice for Nintendo to not have a proprietary bloody thing again. Um, we didn't go to silence at 15 minutes. Um, oh, well, we're just going to have to do a regular podcast we're just gonna have now. To already, yeah, we're just going to yeah. have to carry on. Um, carry on my way. Apparently, the, um, the Pro Controller is really nice to hold and use. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's quite liking it. Oh, they've got a K1 pro- processor now. Yeah. So they've got a new processor in the NVIDIA Shield. Because this one's based on the Tegra 3, isn't it? It's oh, like the f- shit Switch. Really? The new one, yeah. It's quite up to date, the Switch. It's not like super old or anything. But... Um, I'm I'm sold on it. I just can't afford it. I'm not two hundred eighty quid. That's I'm, because you're a cynical old bastard. I'm not a cynical old bastard. Who wants to buy honest. PlayStation VR for some reason? I kind of want to buy a PlayStation VR oh, instead. No. Well, the problem is that as much as I'd love to buy a Switch, I'm getting inklings of the Wii U. Firstly, with the pricing, because again, they... I think people are a lot more interested though in this than they were the Wii U. No one knew what the Wii U bloody was when they revealed it. It looked mm-hmm. like all it was was the controller. It's not the spec. 
They've just released a spec page, but it's not a spec, it's just a list of everything. Yeah, Nintendo don't tend to tell you exactly what's in their machines. No. People have to find out later, don't they? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to buy one straight away. No, no. I might, I might do what I did with the Wii U. I got the Wii U for 110 quid, didn't yeah. I? So I might wait until the Wii U is, until it does a Wii U and it goes cheap. I just don't. I think they should have um, waited till June to release it. Yeah. Because the games they've got coming out before March and June, like that would have been a really good launch lineup. Oh no, it's not the same as the Nvidia Shield tablet. That's 1080p. Yeah, the um, Switch is 720, isn't it? Yeah. It was some. Was it? Kate Dale was saying when she played the Zelda out on the tablet, it ran smoother than it did in the dock. Probably. Which is interesting because it's using a. Well, it's lower resolution. Like, well, it's, yeah. Also, it's using a portable processor. It's not mm. using a proper processor. But it's, it's run, it, the whole thing runs from the tablet all the time. So it's like when it runs in 720p, it just seems to run, it runs smoother because of the resolution drop. Oh, so it's an ARM processor. Yeah. It's an NVIDIA 4 plus 1 quad-core ARM processor at 2.3 gigahertz. Yeah. Um, it's quite crazy. I mean, like, that's the freaking the graphics you're getting out of a tablet like that nowadays is pretty mental. Like, Ooh. it's really nice-looking stuff you can get on those bloody... On a little freaking tablet thing you hold in your hand. My problem is that I wanted it to be better than it was. Yeah, it was never going to be what I wanted it to be. I believed the hype. I believed it when people were saying, oh, it's going to be 4K when it's out of the dock. Who said be... that? There were people... No, sorry. It's going to be 4K when it's in the dock, so you can do 4K video streaming, and you can do, you know, Netflix in 4K and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, well... Who was saying that? Um, one of the websites said they might possibly that have nonsense. four... Well, that's... But that's not <laughs> nonsense. That'd be standard. With yeah, but it's process, Nintendo. Yeah. You've got to be one generation behind. Yeah, you've got to be four generations behind in most of their cases. But yeah, this is... It's just not exciting to me. New Zelda's great, but I can get that on the Wii U now. And yeah. if they're going to release another one on there, it'll be catering specifically to some silly feature that they really want people to use, like that fucking distance measurer in there. <laughs> like, you know, and it's I wonder just... if that works when it's not handheld, if it works when you're holding it on the tablet. Do you remember Skyward Sword? No, I didn't play it. I no never got a Motion did. Plus controller. I could be bothered. No one did. Still don't have a Motion Plus controller. No one played Skyward, Skyward Sword. And the people yeah. that did play Skyward Sword hated it. Yeah. So. Twilight Princess was great on, yeah. friggin on the Wii. Right? Yeah, it was really good on the GameCube as well. Yeah. And yeah. it was and really good on the Wii U, yeah. yeah. So if it's good, it'll be released again and it'll be on the next Apparently there's going to be a GameCube virtual console on the. Great, yeah. I get to spend 20 um, quid on GameCube games. There's some stuff that sounds like Nintendo typically doing dumb things, though. Like, the, the online... They haven't said how much the online subscription thing is you're going to have to have to play games after a few months because they're going to have it free for a few months and then you yeah. have to subscribe. But they said you get a free NES or SNES game a month, but only for that month. Yeah, that's fucking that's, stupid. Yeah, how dumb's that? It's like... Um, I just, like that they put in online multiplayer in the SNES games, apparently. But that's the SNES games that have multiplayer. Yeah, they're going to, like, chuck online multiplayer. Like Mario Kart, the original Super Mario Kart online is going to be fun. But why not let you keep them? Like, not only are you offering games that are like 20, year, 20, 30 years old as your like free games, while PlayStation and Microsoft are going, here, have this brand new release. Um, you're not letting them keep it for more than a month. Yep. It seems bizarre. Their that biggest draw nice. is their back catalogue. Mm. They're always like a little way behind on the idea and they get it wrong every time. Because they just refuse to change. Yeah. But I think, as far as like a machine that's like. Control-wise, the main primary method of control is just pressing buttons, which is about bloody time. Yeah, it's not about tapping screen. Like a game can't rely on touchscreen controls on this, because you're not going to have it in your hand all the time. You're going to have it in the dock. Yep. Um, I don't think it's going to be a console that they, although they're showing its portability, I don't think people are going to use it as a replacement for the 3DS. It's going to. I think people are going to have it as like 
they'll get it out when they're at home and they'll sit down while other people are watching TV and play it, like they did with the Wii U. Battery life's going to be the biggest problem. Yeah, but you can plug it in. You're not going to go yeah. out and about. Um, if it's got a USB-C, in theory, you could use one of those battery packs and like plug one of them in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I just I can't get excited. I'm trying, but I can't. I've given them all my excitement and they've left me this husk of a man. That I'll probably still buy one, one, won't I? Yeah, buy one. I'll probably still you buy one. You want to play Mario Odyssey? Oh, God. And you want to run around New Donk City? I haven't played a Mario game in a very long time. The last Mario game I bought was Sunshine. That's, That's the last Mario game I played. You never played Galaxy? Mario Galaxy is friggin' phenomenal. I actually played Super Mario Maker. Yeah. Doesn't count, though, does it? No. No. That should have been built into the console. Yeah. Every console had Mario Maker. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Have you heard that Mario Maker on the 3DS doesn't let you upload? Yeah, you can't download levels from other yeah. people and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It, it'll like give you a random set of levels that Nintendo selected. Mm. I don't know why. No reason for that. It takes SD cards, you could save them to there. I don't know. Anyway, Switch reveal was alright. But yeah. you're just cynical. Oh, I'm man. not cynical, I'm just really honest about this stuff. The problem is that you still have glimmers of hope in your life. And I don't Trust really understand, Nintendo. don't really understand where you're getting those from, because you thought Suicide Squad looked alright. And look where that got us. Yeah, we didn't get the film that they were making. <laughs> we got film edited by about five different people. And I told you that's what it looked like. No, you didn't. I did say it looks like it's edited shittily. It's horrible trailers, poorly made. You're a horrible trailers, poorly and made. And then they turned around and said, oh yeah, those people that made those terrible trailers, guess what they did? They edited the film that was already edited. Good job, fellas. Yeah. All right, my next review is going to be Limony Snickets, a series of unfortunate events. Starring Jim Carrey and Emily Browning. No, I'm fucking kidding. Of course I am. That's a terrible movie. Why don't I watch that shit? It's a good movie. Shut it's up. It's a fucking awful movie. It's a good movie. You're it's a like person. Tim Burton traced. It's awful. But the new series on Netflix Which is Which looks exactly like the movie. The new series on Netflix feels like something Tim Burton would have made about 20 years ago. All right. And it's quite nice. It feels like, it feels like when he was in his sleepy hollow Edward Scissorhands phase. That's a really large, long gap. It's like ten years. Yeah, that's that was his good years when he did uh, when he did uh, Edward and stuff. Yeah, uh, Sleepy Hollow is not that great. Sleepy Hollow's all right. I like that film. Christopher Walken's in it. It's got sharp teeth. Christopher <laughs> Walken is in Batman Returns. Great film. The most romantic of all Batman's. Great film. Possibly also directed by Tim. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, so Limited Snickets, a series of unfortunate events, follows the three. Boulevard. Is it Boulevard? Boulevard? Boulevard children. Um, after they've tragically lost their parents in a fire, or however, they travel to their next guardian who is chosen by their parents in order, which the bank follows the instructions of on a piece of paper that's left by the parents, just in case they do have an unfortunate event. Um, they end up in the hands of Count Olaf due to his trickery with the bank. He goes mm. and uses paperwork and says that you must take this literally and say the closest living relative as in the person living closest, oh. not the closest relative to the family. And he does so happen to have a connection to the family, which you see later in the series. Um, they go from one place to the other, first Count Olaf, and then their uncle, um, and then finally their aunt, and then there's another house. It's a very good series. It's well done. There are some CGI moments that are a bit janky, but all in all... I watched it in 4K and it was pretty nice looking. I enjoyed it a lot. Patrick Warburton plays Liberty Snicket. Uh, Will Arnett plays their dad and the mother is played by 
Um, who's the lady who played Maria Hill? And she was also in. Oh, her from How to How uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, what's her name? I can't remember her woman. She's a very pretty lady, Maria Hill. That's not really defining. Right, she was in another film that I spoke about called Safe Haven, where she was a ghost. <laughs> it was a great movie. Maria Hill. Who played Maria Hill? Fuck. Come on. I know the name of her. I'm going to keep talking while I say this. But anyway, so Liberty Snicket's played by Patrick Warburton. He sort of does a foreshadowing comment commentary running for it, um, narrating the events. He's a narrator. Yeah. Yeah. He's the author. The he is the author of the books. But in the books, he's also a character. And also in the film, he's a character. In the series, he's a character. Well, no, the author of the books is a character. The person who made it isn't called Lemony Snicket. Yes, there you go. There That's you go. what I'm saying. That's what I mean. That's what I meant. So anyway, <laughs> Maria Hill and Will Arnett, um, they have a side story in the background that at the end of each double episode, you see a little bit of their progression to finding their children. Mm. It's pretty careless of them to lose them, really. I know, right? Colby Smulders. What a stupid name. Anyway, yeah. she's the one who plays... Does she? Plays... Smulders. Smulders. Does she? She does smolder. Yeah. She smolders. Greatly, because she's in, she's in heaven, oh. safe haven. She helps a murderess. Oh, right. Who, whose husband should have been played by, um, should have been played by, God, what's his name? Don't, just get back to Lemony Snicket. No, who's the guy who was in the, oh. who's who's the dude who played um, Zod in Man of Steel? <laughs> I can't remember his name, fuck. Oh. It's going to wind me up, it's jamming me up. Anyway, so Lemony Snicket, a series of unfortunate events, is on Netflix. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend getting a Netflix account just to watch the series, but if you have Netflix, this is a great series to watch. There's enough stuff on Netflix to watch there is, now. There is enough stuff on Netflix to watch It would watch be nice now. to have some films. Yeah, it would be lovely just to Any films that aren't straight-to-DVD bollocks or, you know... Something they bought off of cans. Can we have... They don't buy anything. They don't buy good Spectral. films. Spectral. Yeah, I mean, like, you that was know, a good film. art films and stuff. Spectral was an alright film. Spectral wasn't a great film, but it's alright. Yeah, but they don't... When you say, like, they don't uh, buy, like, arty films... They like, you know. What's wrong with arty films? I want some good artistic, well made films. Where's the Hitchcock on there? There's no Hitchcock. No, there's not, but you can watch The Beast Within. It's kind of like Hitchcock, the internal struggles of a young man. It's got Dead Heat, I suppose, hasn't it? Does it have Dead Heat? It did have Dead Heat, yeah. I think they took it off. Oh, well, that was quick. Only went on there a few months ago. Did it really? Oh, I'm going to quickly check for you. But anyway, uh, Liberty Snicket, Series of Unfortunate Events. Ah, it gets a pretty good. Gets a pretty good Rene Zellweger. Pretty, pretty, Rene Zellweger. pretty good. You know, it's 50-50. If you got Netflix... And that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. If you don't have Netflix, you don't need to worry. No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt isn't 50-50. He was in 50-50. He was in 50-50. Yeah, exactly. not 50-50. It's not how the rating system works. Oh. I'm yawning! Congratulations. Congratulations. Your review. Okay, um... Oh, shit. I'm going to quickly review The Swindle. It's made by Dan Marshall. It's free on PlayStation Plus right now. You can give it a try. It came out last year, this game did. Or maybe longer than that. I might have, I might be forgetting how long ago it came out. But it's like a 2D roguelike stealth game. Okay. Where you've got this ultimate heist you have to pick off. But you're going to need to be able to buy all the stuff you need to be able to pull off this heist. All the Seriously, extra technology. So yeah, every time you jump in, there's a, a building randomly generated, and sometimes it can be generated in a way that you can't possibly steal everything from. But your aim is to get in, get as much money as possible. If you get spotted by the guards, get out as quick as you can before the police turn up, because you won't get past the police. They'll kill you, probably, most likely, unless okay. you're really good at jumping. Um, How good are you at jumping in the game? Well, that you, you can get better. You start off only one jump, but later you get double jumps. 
Well, like you jump. Get, yeah. Like, but, it exhausts you, you if you jump. Like, you jump, but you get a double jump later. You're like, you're like, woo! And then, and then you can get you go, a double woo, jump woo. that recharges when you go on walls. Because the way the double jump's balanced is that if you double jump onto a wall jump, and jump. you grab it, you can only jump once afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, you basically go in, the enemies are dumb as fuck, which is good. Some yeah, of them are. Good. Some are tough. But it's like, they're really clearly defined how they can see you. So they'll have like a yellow bar coming out of them, which is their vision range. <laughs> that um, sounds painful. But um, it's really quite forgiving, that vision range. So yeah. you can be, if you're hanging from a wall and your legs are dangling down in their view or something, they it's won't see you. sloppy, sloppy stealthing there, isn't it? Well, the idea is it's to make it a bit more fair on you because it can be pretty sort of crazy. And it literally sort of, it puts you in that situation where you're constantly pulling off like really crazy manoeuvres to get through rooms. Yeah. So you'll be like jumping around and trying to land in between two guards as they turn different ways and bop them both out before they before they turn. Nice. Um, you come across early on, like it keeps, early on it'll keep ramping up the enemies regardless of how well you're doing. Yeah. So in the first stage, first time you go into it, you'll only have this one simple type of guard. But then it'll introduce new types of guards and mines that you can hack and cameras. Um, cameras you have to shut down the security system to get rid of and they can be a real pain because you can't smack them with your club. Okay. Get rid of them. Um, but yeah, you basically have a hundred days to do the highs. Well. Yeah, that's your weapon. Just uh-huh. a baton. Good tonk, that's all you get. A good k-donk. You get a bomb you can place later. But really? Yeah, yeah, you have to time it. So that's domestic, how you get to the domestic terrorists. Yeah. But that's how you get to the rooms you can't normally access. Oh, um So every time your character dies or you leave a heist, a day passes and you've got a hundred days to complete the heist. The main big heist. I've done really badly on it so far. Okay. Because um, you need enough money to unlock the following stages, but I'm not very good at getting making enough money. I keep getting seen. I think it's quite tricky. You gotta get better at it. Someone stole like three thousand dollars from me. What? You can steal other people's money? No, no. I was jumping around the level, and some there's a character, an enemy that will jump in on the ceiling on the roof. Okay. And they'll start hacking your bank account from the roof, and you have to go up there and beat him up, and then destroy the satellite before your money gets siphoned. Does he? Does he? Do you get the money back if you do that? No, no. You got just gotta be quick. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really like smartly designed, fast paced action little game. It's made by Dan Marshall, who did um, Ben There, Dan That. Um, yeah, and he's also doing that. Behold the Kickmen, which is looking oh, amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to play that because my voice may be in it. Ooh. So you may be a computer game celebrity. Yeah, video game celebrity voice actor. I'm like, add that to um, my credits. Like uh, voice actors. Like uh, who's that guy? That Frank Welker. Frank Welker. You'd be like Frank Slimer. Welker. Yeah. Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Megatron. You'd be Frank Welker. <laughs> I can see it happening now. Your name up in yeah an animated credit sequence. Yeah, briefly on the screen for half a second. Briefly on the while screen it, for while half it flicks through them as fast as possible. Yeah, mm, no, I see that happening. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, someone just told me on YouTube that they like my voice, so they subscribed. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Was that a lady? I don't know. Someone called Mosh. There might be a lady. You know. Shout out to Mosh. Shout out to Mosh. Um, Possibly a lady. But yeah, Swindles. It's if you got PlayStation Plus, download it. It's really good. <laughs> Well worth playing. If you like, don't, because um, it'll buy in it, maybe you know. I'm sure Dan plus. could use the money. He's probably going to need it after he releases Behold the Kickmen. Why? Because you don't think because he's worked on that game be... way longer than he thought he was going to. Oh, that was meant to be a little joke thing. He knocked out in a couple of weeks, but then people started looking forward to it. Is he an independent publisher? Yeah, he's on his own. Does it all on his own? Oh, with how much help money does he people. get from doing stuff? Well, however much he sells. Oh, yeah, Dan, so keep on fighting the good fight, buddy. Yeah. I like that they um he's added a blood sport mode to it. Nice. If you don't like if you don't like football, you can tick a little box on the screen. It turns it into a futuristic blood sport mode like um, sp- um speedball. Like, blood, like speedball with yeah. with James Cannon. Yeah. The game plays exactly the same, 
but it's just grey metal everywhere now. James Caan! <laughs> and the footballers are wearing grey armour. Oh, Kevin Clyde! I'm thinking of Rollable. And LL Cool J! Did you ever see the Rollable remake? Yeah, with LL Cool J and Kevin Klein. Not yeah. Kevin Klein, Chris Klein. Chris, Chris Klein, Klein, yeah. It's not very good. No, it's terrible. It's a really bad yeah. film. No. But uh, LL Cool J has a song on the soundtrack. Oh, well done to him. You know what other film he has a song on the soundtrack for? Uh, Snow Dogs. Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah, yeah, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. yeah. And he's got a song on the soundtrack Deeper, too. Deeper, um, my heart is like a shark's fin. <laughs> Deeper, bluer, my heart is like a shark's fin. He's got a version of Ain't Nobody he covered on the Beavis and Butter Ain't soundtrack, nobody. which I own on CD. I've got Love that, you that single. Make me happy. So anyway, Swindle. Get it. Your view. Okay. Have you got a third review planned? Maybe. Oh, shit. So anyway, uh, I watched another thing this month. No, I played a thing. Did I play a thing? What was it? Oh, shit. I played Let It Die. Oh, well done. Finally got around to playing it. Oh, right. Uh, Finally installed after the massive update. Yeah. (laughs) Too easy. Yeah, it's not like... it's It's like Dark Souls that I can handle. It's like Dark Souls Light. Yeah, but how far have you got in it? So I played it for about an hour. So yesterday. you didn't get very far. I got. Up, I was. I'm on the fourth level. You got to get past the first bosses, man. So where are the first boss? This is the first thing- boss is on the fifth floor. Okay, so I'm one floor away from the first boss. Yeah. So far, the hardest enemy I've fought is a giant robot with a drill piece. Yeah, they're a pain. You um, you dive under their drill. They drill themselves into the ground, then you smack them. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. That's fine. And um, eventually, you get strong enough to just whack the shit out of them anyway. So why well, had a magnum? Mm. Oh, you get that at the start. I wasted that in no time. I didn't. I saved it. My favourite weapon is the steam mine. I hate the steam mine. <laughs> Just I like, people with I like it. the drill, the drill yeah. thing. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, it's like you're right. It's like Dark Souls light, but if it wasn't very well balanced, it's really tricky and weird. Especially when um, you get jerk people leaving their level ninety nine character in the first stages. Yeah, that doesn't help. No, <laughs> whatever powerful they are. I had like a couple of level eight people by killing them. That wasn't. Yeah, too bad. I came across Paul's level one character after just shortly before he deleted the game. Nice. <laughs> um, so I killed Paul. But it's it's it needs a lot of work. I can see mm. why it's free to play. You still haven't actually got no. the rest of the game yet. No, I I didn't have long to play because no. before you know I played it before and it kept freezing and then I played mm. it again and it and I had to erase my hard drive and start getting on that thing. But mm. um. I've got like there are some basic issues stuff like weapons break far too easy. Well, you got to make weapons, your own. Certain weapons are useless. Armor, mm. you, I've made my own armor, um, and that's fine. But that still doesn't seem to have a very long lifespan. No, it doesn't early on. No, um, but, things um, change a lot though because you know when you collect the armor parts and you yeah. can choose what armor you're going to make, you can re sort of um, research them again and it'll make the stronger yeah when I, can, I, I, I yeah. kind of got a feeling of that there's yeah. stuff that I don't understand like why is mushroom stew so expensive because <laughs> mushroom stew is very important does it make your character shrooms. stronger it does all sorts there's all sorts of stuff that you pick up though isn't there? there's loads of different mushroom stews yeah. they all have different but no abilities. not the mushrooms the lady that has the mushroom gallery yeah she has a mushroom sh- stew for sale that's 50,000 yeah you'll get that eventually but I don't know what that well I've got 13,000 <laughs> I've spent 10,000 you just gotta got to buy it and use it and find out what happens yeah I guess. But um, it's not... Yeah, there's no balancing. Everything trashes quickly. Certain enemies will flag, will flank you and, and then others won't act like you're even there. Um, you'll <laughs> Depends. Get two eni- Some enemies can't see. Yeah, you'll get two enemies at once that, that attack you and one of them will do a range attack and one of them will do a close and your dodge isn't quick enough. There's no... 
um, invincibility moment in your dodge either. It's not like Dark no, it's Souls. not. It's just about parrying. Yeah. So you know, there's lots of there's lots of issues with it, but it's free, and I kind of like it. Yeah. I like the whole. Like, get past demo. the first boss, so you get the main bulk of the game starts opening up. Oh, okay. Because you oh, get okay. um, you can raid other people's level. Yeah, places. I've heard about that. I've heard yeah. about that. But um. So far, I haven't lost any characters. I haven't died. I haven't even lost a significant amount. Oh no! Of let your characters die. Fuck them. Let them die. Revive them. That's what you're meant to be doing. That's how you like level up your characters. You. Well, I've let been them leveling up my characters pretty strong. Yeah, you go back. You go in the elevator. Go back down. But if they die, you can go back in and kill them again. You can put them in your base. You want to make more characters. Um, when you get past the fingers, the first boss, you'll be able to make a higher rank character, so you'll be able okay. to level them up further. Okay. You can only up, level up to level twenty at the start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you let them die and make new characters as you go along. Whenever you make a significant progress, make a new character and leave the other ones to be like defending your base. Okay. Or sending them on missions. But anyway, yeah, yeah so I can see why it's free, but I like it. I'm getting on with it. I think they could have um, easily charged for that game. One of the things that I find most interesting is in the original Alien movie, um, the alien somehow is producing eggs at one point, but this this was cut out a very version for the director's cut. Mm. And in that version, it was revealed that the alien could use a, uh, like a silk that it produced to turn the people into an egg. Mm. And Ripley happens upon Dallas, Dallas and, uh, Brooke. I can't remember. Um, it happens upon <coughs> Dallas and Brooke who are halfway through this metamorphosis. Mm. And he, Only Dallas is alive. He's sitting there going, kill me. Yeah. Cause he's like part egg. Yeah, he's like mostly egg up to like the shoulders. It's cocooning him. Cocoon his face is all clear and see through. It's gross. Yeah, I'd be quite happily killed at that point, or less. I get to be the face hugger, mm. in which case I'd be like, <laughs> take his job to get his dick sucked and then die. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get to be the alien. Yeah. Isn't that how any of us Predator worked? No, that was just a mess. Oh, okay. Anyway, so uh, alien. What's I got to do? Let the it die. Delete- oh, sorry. Let it die. I'm going to give Let It Die... Uh, I'm going to give Let It Die Tina Fey. Hmm? It tickles me. Oh. Just in the right way. We'll just play it some more. I'm going to. Because it gets, it gonna. keeps layering stuff on. Yeah, that I'm going to play some more. I'll give you an update in a few months, guys, when I know how I really feel about it. <laughs> My nose is running. Oh. Should have thought about that. Should have, shouldn't I? Yeah. It's fine. Okay. I'm a man. I can put up with it. Right. Shall I review a thing? Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, I'm going to review Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel, Duel, Duelist, Legacy of the Duelist? Legacy of the Duelist. It's on... I couldn't remember the name of it. There's like four million Yu-Gi-Oh! games. Okay, so years ago, I used to quite like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I worked at Toys R Us and Yu-Gi-Oh! cards were on sale and it was a big thing and I was like, I'll buy them, why not? I've got money How much were they on sale? They were like five ninety nine for one of the big packs and like booster packs were like £1.50 or something at the time. How much were they normally? That's how much they were. That's I mean they were on sale as in they were available. At oh time. right, how much um, would they? But I I like couldn't figure out to play the game until I played the Game Boy Advance game. Okay, and the Game Boy Advance game is that's the. It video seems like straight away you made play. a heavy investment into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I had, had a lot. Cards. I mean, I've got some in there. I had the Exodia collection, and all that sort of stuff. How do you play Yu-Gi-Oh? What um, for a Yu-Gi-Oh turn? I think it is like a simple version of Magic: The Gathering. Okay, so you've got a monster. You have you monsters, can, they have a star level. And you can only level, lay down... You can down. only summon a monster level one to four stars. And you can put you, them in defence or attack. And you can only... You can only... In, in magic, you can only 
you can only actually play monsters that you have the elements for. Yeah, in this, it doesn't matter. As long as it's, like I say, it's a simplified version of Magic the Gathering. There is things where you can lay down cards that change the environment to give that certain monsters boosts. Okay. So you can lay a forest down, it'll boost fairy cards. So stuff like that, or lay a desert down for fire monsters and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and if you want to summon more powerful monsters, it's like five to eight stars. You have to sacrifice as a tribute one of your one or two of your weaker monsters. So there's actually you know how like loads of Puritan Christians got really angry at Pokemon. Yeah. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is really fucking satanic, and this is for kids. Like it's awesome. Is it for kids though? Because yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, when he was a kid, he was like, "Hey, I'm Yu-Gi, and I'm gonna play a game." And then as soon as he started playing, he was like, "My name is Yu-Gi-Oh." Yeah, that's Yugi Yami. He's the, um, the spirit that lives Egyptian inside his spirit that lives inside of Yu-Gi-Oh. No, it lives inside the um, the, the Millennium item he's got, the little um, pyramid thing on a chain. Okay, the really in like silly thing. The weird, weird thing with Yu-Gi-Oh, if you go back to the original manga, that you know the game they played, Duelist thing, doesn't yeah. appear for like sixty issues. Like the first most of the show before then, he was just playing card games, where like like poker and stuff like that. Um, playing all these card games against people, but like whenever Yugi Yami would take over, he'd be a bit darker, and he'd be defeating people like knocking them off of buildings, like tricking them into killing themselves. It was like really dark, and then eventually he was like, "Well, maybe I should get my own card game involved in this, so that like we can market something." I think you just broke me with Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's when Duelist came up, and that's when they did the second anime, which is the one everyone knows. So the first anime was a lot darker. The first anime, yeah, was done by Toei, and it was one series, um, and it covered like whatever the manga was up to at the time. Different animation style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, Legacy of the Duelist is like easily the most comprehensive Yu-Gi-Oh game so far. It's, and it's on PC? Yeah, it's on is Steam. It free to play? No, no, it's like 15 quid. But Jesus. But you get, you get a story mode which plays through every single series of the anime. Okay. And that's like, like God, 15 years worth of the show now. Fuck. You know like how the Dragon Ball Z games do it? Yeah. So you get a little story. It's really simply done. It's only done through characters on the screen and text and everything. But the stories have like 20-odd parts for each. Um, most of the episodes in it, you'll be able to play a flipped version of it where you play the other character, the one who loses normally. Yeah. So you can play with the other decks. You can play each story mode mission with your own card deck you've set up or use the deck that was used in the anime Yeah. at the time because one of the crazy things with the anime was you could actually learn how to play the game watching it because they legit followed the rule a I lot. I not tell you how to play the but they were game. Always, they were always spot on. With oh, really? pretty much all the time, there was like very rare that they would blue eyes the dragon, rules. blue eyes white dragon. Yes, you can yeah. get the blue eyes white dragon. But you need a five parts. No, no, that's Exodia. Exodia is the one where you need the arm, leg, chest, and um, hair, but body. You need both thing. arms, both legs. Once you get it, you win. You get to do that early on in the game. Really? Yeah, yeah. What it, is that? What exactly is the power of Exodia? It instantly wins you the game. Really? Once you've pulled all five cards. Should it not be illegal to have that? In no, because the, the idea is is that you have um, your opponent. If they're aware that you might be using Exodia, it should be a good tactic is to have cards in your deck which obliterate the cards that are in your um, opponent's hand. Okay. So they can't use them. But then if they're a smart person, they'll put a monster reborn in their deck so they can pull that card back out. Yeah. So, you know, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the way the way when you're playing for the story mode so far, I've not even finished the first one yet because it goes on and on. Um, the battles are like, they seem to set them up in a way where it's it's going to nudge you towards using the thing, the events that happen in the show. So, like, early on, you get to use Exodia. Like, when you play as Seto Kaiba in one level, it will nudge you towards being able to summon the Blue-Eyes White Dragons and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. And there's, there's a load of DLC for it because it's an Namco game, but they're all, like, they're, like, battles that you don't do in the series, like, little side battles and like stuff. Like the OVA stuff. Yeah, like, extra extra bits. Um, and there's, like, 6,600 cards in the game. 
like some poor bastards at economy had to sit there and scan in and reproduce 6,600 cards. Everybody, everybody who has to work for, for Konami is a poor bastard, yeah. really. But Quickly, just not to change the subject too much. Just change this, the subject. Because it's a podcast, it's going to be really hard to interpret this, but who do you think this lady is? I'm very attracted to her. Well, on the Xbox box. Yeah, look, the one with the sword hand. Um, I don't know. I'm going to take a picture of her. She's a model. She is probably a model. What, what do you think they're playing? Because he's pushing something away. With both his hands, like he's moving a car away from her, and she's got a samurai sword of some sort. No, I think they're playing Connect. <laughs> connect, connect, connect games. Anyway, um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. Um, it it deals with all the things that have bothered me in older Yu-Gi-Oh! games because some of them, the Game Boy ones are cool, but you're using Game Boy Advance graphics, and it's all very simple. Um, so it kind of like doesn't really have the monster summoning or anything like that. But they did monster summoning on the Xbox, original Xbox Yu-Gi-Oh game, and it was like the slowest moving game I've ever played in my life, that one. Like, it was dull as dishwater because every game took like 20, 30 minutes to play, and the opponents were nasty as hell. Um, there was one on Xbox Live Arcade, which was ridiculously difficult. It was, uh, I think it was free to play when it came out, um, but it was like practically impossible to make any headway unless you brought a whole bunch of cards. Um, and this one, like, you can buy card packs in the game, but it's using the in-game currency only. And you win tons of that. I've got like thousands of it and haven't even touched that yet. Um, it's like really fast moving. Sometimes you see monsters get summoned. It's really rare. It seems to be like one of those things that only happens if you summon a monster at a point that would have happened in the series or something. And it will like go, ooh, you see a monster go, like do the spell, which is quite cool. Do you get to go to the shop and buy card packs? You buy card packs, yeah. Themed card packs based around every, different characters' decks. Is it like decks. top down? You get to go running around. No, no, no. It's just menus. It's really simple. It's really bare bones. Yeah. Um, it's got online multiplayer. It's got modes where you can um, battle themed decks and stuff like that. It's, there's a lot of stuff in here for fifteen quid. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound like a lot. Well, the entire story mode through five different shows, and which each show just, ran for a few years just, each time. I wonder how much it is just to buy Yu-Gi-Oh. The, the, the cards. Shows. The cards. What, the DVDs? Uh, yeah. More than 15 quid. Let's have a look. There's something like 300 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, but what you bet? I'm going to go on eBay. <laughs> I'm so. talking Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist Kingdom, the 5Ds series. Whatever the 5Ds? Yeah. <laughs> what else? There's one called Zexal, um, one called a- Yu-Gi-Oh! G- a- G- a- A5 or Gs or something, and Arc V, which is the new series that's running. Oh, wait. The Complete English Seasons 1 through 5. Is that just the Duelist Kingdom, though? Uh, or Duel Monsters, or whatever it's called. Duel Monsters. Yeah, that's just the original Yu-Gi-Oh. So there's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, because you know eventually they just stopped having Yu-Gi-Oh and it was different characters. I wonder if you could buy knock-off Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, yeah, there's loads. Really? They're rubbish. They look shit. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't buy Yu-Gi-Oh. knock-off Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You buy real ones cheap enough. Knock-off. You say that, but I I just want the blue-eyes white dragon. <laughs> I've probably got one in my box. In here. Yeah. You can, you can have it if I've got one. No, it's okay. I don't want to have it. might it. be a shiny. I just want to hold it for it a might second. might be a shiny. Rare copy. Can I anyway. Yu-Gi-Oh knock-off 100 cards? Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelist is really Bo- good. box of Yu-Gi-Oh cards? If you like your Yu-Gi-Oh games, give it a go. I don't know how to play fucking play. Yu-Gi-Oh Monopoly? Oh yeah, there's you game Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, what the pieces of the Millennium Puzzle pieces. What? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you review your last thing. What's that fuzzy thing? What's a Kuribo? A Kuribo. Um, if you summon a Kuribo and it gets killed, you can summon five of these really rubbish ones to your battlefield in defense mode. And they're more Kuribo. But basically, defense. When there's a character in defense mode, the opponent has to attack them, 
um, but they can't damage you. So the idea is you kill this rubbish little Kuribo card and you get a wall of defending cards Oh, just to delay the opponent from kicking your ass for a little longer because she's, just... she's using fucking Kuribos. Oh. <laughs> they tried to make them like the show's Pikachu. That was the, you know, it was like its mascot thing when really everyone wanted the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Everybody wants the Blue Eyes White Dragon. There's also the um, Red Eyes Black Metal Dragon. What? Yeah. I don't think it was meant to be black metal as in black metal, but you summoned it by having a Red red Eyes Dragon and this skeleton warrior thing. Yeah. And it turns into the Black Metal Dragon, which is possibly Did the coolest thing Did you combine cards in Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, you have um, fusion summons. So you might have, if you're doing fusion summons, you have a set of cards that aren't in your deck. They're at the side. You can only, you might have just one. But if you have certain cards on the field and a polymerization card, you can summon the fusion. So you sacrifice those cards to summon a superior version of them. Sometimes it's worth it. It's not worth it if your opponent goes and plays a card and steals it straight away and puts it in their hand. See, what I do is I lay down three electric cards and I get myself a Raichu. Now, right off the bat, Raichu's a great card. Why hasn't Nintendo done a new Pokemon card game? They did. They only came out in Japan. They need to do... That would be really good. What, another Pokemon card game? You could get on that Hearthstone thing. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good idea, actually. Just do a PC one. Because they're willing to do stuff on it. It would be a mobile phone if it was anything, wouldn't it? Like, (laughs) Pokemon card game's really good. The Pokemon card game RPG on the Game Boy was really good. Yeah, it was just really restricted because it was tiny. It was a really old, like, thing. It was, like, really limited, but solid. Yeah, I like Do you know what games. was really solid on the... on the uh... Your dick when you put it on top of the... Boom! <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Resident Evil Gaiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's alright that game. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, yeah. don't you ever forget. Well, you I'm review your boat, thing. And we're going fast and I got a bunch of zombies chewing on my ass and... Right, you review your last thing, the... man. Okay, alright. My last thing this month is going to be... Oh, God, what have I actually fucking watched? I'm trying to think. Jesus Christ. Is that what cost you six quid? No, no, no. Is this a very expensive set? No, this is just the my cards. That I oh, have wow, left. look. So it's actually... I, I want people to picture this right now. <gasps> There's a blue-eyes white dragon! Yeah, you happy? I want people to picture this box right now. There's a massive plastic thing that I'm assuming is just... Is, is there just, more cards underneath? There's more cards underneath yeah. the massive plastic thing. This is my deck. This is your deck, so this is your... That's my spare cards. Oh, right. So if you were going to go... If you were going to go to... (laughs) That's you, that is. I'm the Lord of D. (laughs) I am the Lord of D. So if you were going to go... All right, so are there still Yu-Gi-Oh! Championships going on? Yeah, it's changed a lot, though. There's so many new cards. Can I somehow sub you? Can I be your sponsor and send you to go and fight people? Oh, I was terrible at Yu-Gi-Oh! You're really bad at Yu-Gi-Oh! Of course I was. You've got a deck and everything. Yeah. I'm like a DD crazy beast. What is a DD crazy beast? It looks kind of like a knockoff alien. That looks like a dick coming out. Hmm. <laughs> it does look like a knockoff alien. Why is it chewing that man's asshole? Mm, wouldn't <laughs> you? <laughs> it's chewing that guy's asshole. Well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, the big monster. Check out, check out Barrel Dragon, though. How cool is that card? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's better than Blue Eyes White. Well, no, he's about the same. I wish that was worth lots of money. <laughs> Are any of these worth a lot of money? No. Oh, he's they dumb. um when they first he's release right. them, they have a little symbol on the yeah. first print that they do. Yeah. Um, if you've got those cards, they're worth money, but otherwise, no. Oh, well, that's upsetting. Although they went and did that thing, you know, when the film came out or something, they gave the card away free and they put that first run, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, I'll get the first run card," but everyone got it, so you know. <sighs> Only had one monster reborn. That's a really dumb idea. Should have more than that. <laughs> Anyway, you review your thought last <laughs> thing. I've just been. I, no, I'm sorry. It's like it's like finding out your housemate's a spy. Got my. Decks. You, got, you got a deck. That's you the got play, a play, you got a play mat. There's your instructions for version 3.0. Oh god! Just think, well, who's that dude? Who's that class? That's Joey Wheeler. 
Who's Joey Wheeler? He's Yugi's friend who's got a Boston accent. He's, he's got a Boston accent. He's, he's all like, yeah, Yugi. Yo, Yugi. I've got relinquished. We're going to go and play some, some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Then yeah, get him, Yugi. Did he ever win? Yeah, occasionally. He beat Mae Valentine. In was he very good that. at the game or was he just awful? Um, he relied in, he kept saying that you don't that you, you can't win by luck alone but all his cards were based on luck nice yeah. nice he was an ironic sort of character got the rare metal dragon who's that dude that... Seto Kaiba Seto Kaiba yeah. and was was he a cyber guy he sounds like a no, cyber no he's guy. the owner of a big company called Co- Kaiba Corp who make the cards no he's just um, after he wants to make sure that he's the only person who's got the Blue Eyes White Dragon cards. So how many of the Blue Eyes White Dragon cards were there in the series? Um, he, he claim, They claim in the series that only like five exist or something like that, and he takes Yugi's and rips it up. What? Oh, dick. Where, what series was that? In the first series, one of the first episodes. But uh, does he not get another one? No. No, Seto's so, the one who has the Blue Eyes White how Dragon. How do I remember the Blue Eyes White Dragon series? Because <laughs> Seto Kaiba had him. But didn't Yugi have a Blue Eyes White Dragon? Yeah, at the Dragon? start, and it gets ripped up. But- no, he has one later as well, surely. No, no, it's not that important. There's much better cards. No, there aren't. That's the best card, surely. <laughs> anyway, my, I found my favourite card. It's on this page in the instruction manual. If For anyone who's got their instruction manual to hand for Yu-Gi-Oh! Rule Set 3.0, yeah. um, page 18, it explains trap cards. And the trap card they use as an explanation is Robin Goblin. Robin Goblin. Robin Goblin. That's adorable. You love goblins. It's my favourite, favourite thing ever. All right, anyway, so my last review today is going to be Anne's explanation of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've never played a Yu-Gi-Oh! card game. I'm, I'm fucking I'm perplexed. I've I'm, got the Game Boy Advance game in the cupboard somewhere. Oh, I would be so tempted to play it if I didn't know that I would immediately give up because there are so many more things I would rather do. That's one thing with the PC one. It does, it does have tutorials in there, but... Um, God... It's so slow. You better might as well just play the game and learn it as you go. So, are you doing better on the PC version than you ever did at the physical card game? Oh, God, yeah. I always do better on the computer games. <laughs> Apart from that Xbox not... Live Arcade one. So, unless I went... Well, could we not take you and test you in some sort of tournament? I feel no. like I need to put you in that environment. I can't think properly when I've got the actual cards there. I need the computer to prompt me when to use trap oh, cards okay. and stuff. All right. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I used to play Pokemon cards as well. I was gym leader at Toys R Us. I used to do this thing where kids came in and played Pokemon cards. You'd be a gym leader? Yeah, they'd have to beat me and they'd get a gym badge. Really? Yeah. yeah Did was... Nintendo give you a bunch of the gym, gym badges? Or... Yeah, I had a bunch. I had a bag of them. Oh, really? I only got one. I kept one. I was the water gym, I think. I was Misty. So you are Misty? Yeah. Did you wear your Did you wear your dungarees? No. no you shared braces? No. Did you wear hot pants no. and a white t-shirt? No. And were you like, kids, <laughs> let me show you some stuff. That's Brooks line. <laughs> and your testicle pop out. Oh. <laughs> your, your hot pants. <laughs> what you? He spent the whole game. Spent the whole game just trying to make arts across your legs. Hmm. <laughs> your review. review I'm the water. I'm the water gym leader around here. <laughs> oh. oh God, I slipped down again. No, I was in my work uniform. It was work. I know. I know. Sorry, I'm just. I'm imagining a world in which someone has to has to come out randomly dressed as their gym leader. Like yeah. you'd have one dickhead who come out as, as the electric boss with the giant quiff. It's like my right shoe is here. Just pulls out Teddy and has oh. to play the game. Ha! That's a lot of fun for me. Oh, well done. I'm not imagining you got your testicles out in front of kids. Don't worry. <laughs> Just there's an imaginary version of someone working in Toys R Us. Who That's comes more out. Andrew Blankley's thing than mine. 
<laughs> Andrew Blankley is like an ongoing joke for us. Yeah, good thing he doesn't listen to this. He can't in prison. Um, He's not in prison. He's got a suspended sentence as long as he keeps up his um, sexual offenders um, therapy classes or something. He's got a big scrapbook it, scrapbooking away. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Anyway. Ah, all right. My last review this week uh, is going to be a film called uh, Collide. Now, you may not have heard of this, but I'm, I'm going to give you the cast list now. Collide? Yeah, I'm going to give you the cast list and you tell me if it sounds like a good or a bad movie. It sounds okay? like Crash. I'm instantly imagining something that's like Crash. It's not, but I'm going to give yeah. you the cast list and you tell me if it's a good or bad movie. All right, okay. it's an indie film. All right. Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. Ben Kingsley. Ooh. Oh, wait, hang on. Felicity Jones. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you say Ben Kingsley and it's an independent film. So that Felicity means... Jones. All right. Nicholas Holt. Ooh. What? How how high do you think this is? How good do you think this is? This sounds like someone was paying um, friggin' scale and they just grabbed whoever they could. Because some actors were like, yeah, I'll do some scale work right now. Yeah. <laughs> you got Ben Kingsley in That's usually a bad sign. Okay. Like, he doesn't bring out the big guns unless he's got a good director. All right, are you ever going to watch this movie yet? Probably not. Don't spoil it, though, because people at home might. I won't spoil it. Don't run down the story as your review. Just say what you thought about the film. Okay. It's thematics, it's themes, it's editing, it's cinematography. Things okay. like that. Alright, Stop playing on your phone. Alright, right, okay. People what? are what people I'm are listening. Flirting with lady. Right. Stop flirting with a lady in quotation marks. <laughs> I say I'm flirting with a lady. I'm arranging a hookup. I say I'm arranging a hookup and going to the public toilets closest to her. When I say I'm going to the public toilets closest to her. I'm going to go get a kebab. No, you go to the ones down, you know where the train station is? You go yeah. down, there's that one around the corner. Oh, yeah. That's a famous cottaging site, apparently, in Woking, according to Peachy. There's no cottages, there. Cottaging. What's that? Um, it's when you meet with random guys in a toilet. When you George Michael it. No, that's called that's called grinding. No, grind, that's how no, it's grinder not grinding. works. No, because grinder not only tells you the closest available homosexual, it also tells you the closest available avenue for you to have sex with that. Oh, that's nice. Homosexual. Yeah. Like, it'll be like his mouth's free right now. Anyway, you're supposed to be reviewed in Collide. Okay, so Collider. Collide is a is a film about Nicholas Holt. Mm. He's a hotshot young racer working for the mob. The mob boss played by Ben Kingsley. And he is tasked... Well, he decides to quit because he falls in love with a girl. Being played for Felicity Jones. Mm. Oh, before we go any further, what? where do you think they come from in the film? What, what do you think these guys are? They're all British actors. So I'm they guessing are. East End of London. Yeah, try again. South London. Try again. North London. No, try try outside of London. West London. <laughs> try further out. Uh, Western Supermare. No, try further out again. America. There you go. <laughs> Felicity Jones and Nicholas Holt are American. What? Don't know why. In Germany. This film's set in Germany. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> you had one of those nosebleeds for a second, didn't you? See how I four British actors? <laughs> no, 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 no. Anthony Hopkins and Ben Kingsley haven't come into it yet. Uh, so Nicholas Holt is working Australians. for Ben's... Yeah. Nicholas Holt, yeah, maybe. Nicholas Holt and, uh, is working for Ben Kingsley. He's like a, he's like a car driving guy. He's, he's pretty good at his job. Makes a lot of money. He's also very coked up all the time. He seems to be on drugs. Meets for the sea Jones, instantly falls in love. Decides he's going to clean himself up. They fall in love. He quits the world of organised crime. And they use the money that he's got to pay rent and just sort of have a nice little existence for a little while. That's nice. Little do they know, Felicity Jones, her kidneys are going kaput. Kaput kidneys. Good. Title of my new musical. And uh, he has to go back to his old mob ties to go and save her life. To get make enough, enough money. money to fix her. Enter in Ben Kingsley once again. Now, 
when you said you thought that he might... What what accent do you think Ben Kingsley is doing? Australian. Yeah, try again. Another country. Japan. Try again. India. He's no. famous for playing Indians. Yeah, because he is Indian, but that's fine. He has Indian background. It's what? His mum? Who is dad? I can't remember. Well, Indian as in England was running India at the time. Look, right. Stop with the racism. Okay. And uh, so where do you think he's from? Come on. I don't know. Guess. Just Guess. Say, just say. Where is the least likely place that Ben Kings is going to play a character play? Come Mars. From? Close. <laughs> Ukraine. Oh, right. He speaks a lot like this. He's oh. like, ah, you hot shot. You, my donor. Like that. Turns out he's actually the Mandarin. Yeah. So, uh, so he hires Nicholas Holt to go and steal a truck full of drugs. Oh, that's good. But Nicholas Holt loves drugs in this Nicholas film. Nicholas Holt loves drugs. Oh, he's uh, using them. Not anymore. All. He gave up drugs. Oh. So and now he's got to give, get go, got drugs. Go, go and get the drugs. So he decides to hatch out this plan to go and get the drugs. Now the drugs are in a truck. The truck doesn't stop. It's got enough fuel to make its journey and a little bit extra. It's got a camera that shows the driver all times. And the driver pisses in bottles and shits in his car. Oh. So he won't stop for nothing. Oh. Eight hours is how long he's driving, so they've only got a fine window to catch him. So they set up a they set up a plan, it all goes to plan. Nicholas Holt is all of a sudden knocked out because they've been tracing the car with Jimmy Pears. Jimmy Pears. He's spoiling the film now. And no, this is just the this is just the first twenty minutes. No. And it turns out the car is owned by none other than Anthony Hopkins of oh. baseball fame. Now, can you Westworld guess... fame, really. Anthony Hopkins of Westworld fame. Yeah. Can you... Oh, sorry, The Wolfman. Not Man. Science of the Lambs. No, The Wolfman. Can you... Hannibal, maybe? Brian Cox. He's not in Hannibal Rising, though. Uh, can you name where where you think Anthony Hopkins is from in this film? Somewhere. Where, though? Come Earth. on, just... Come on with a place. Come on with the name of a country. It's bloody England, isn't it? Oh. He's the only English English man in it. No, hold on to him. Yeah, he's the only one who held on to his accent. I think it's because they were like... Because they not. said, Anthony Hopkins, can you do this accent? And he was yeah. like, fuck off. Yeah, they were like... They were I've like, played Odin. They were like, Don't you Ben know? Kingsley was in, was in the Thunderbirds film. He will do whatever the fuck we tell him to do for money. He was in Blood Rain. Nicholas Holt is beast. No one gives a shit about him. Uh, who is Felicity Jones? Nicholas Holt was in Mad Max Fury Road. Look, you're no, because I think this has been a couple of years ago, and it's only just been released. <laughs> so anyway, so he's now working for Anthony Hopkins, but he's not because Anthony Hopkins is going to kill him. Decides not to kill him. Nicholas Holt escapes, and from there on out, it's a cat and mouse game as Anthony Hopkins tries to track down Nicholas Holt, who stole some money. Mate, is he saying there's a Nicholas Holt film where he hijacks a big truck? No, he doesn't hijack a big truck. He hijacks stop. a small car, and he has a bag full of money, and he basically has so to the truck's run. got the drugs on it. The truck that's got the drugs in it, they think they've got. Oh. But maybe they don't. So he's running around Europe. I'm way on board. I yeah. can get on there. Yeah, he's running around Europe. He's <laughs> jumping in people's cars. He robs a few people. Put a bullet in her brain. It's and I'll take it, you to Valhalla myself. It's pretty It's pretty awful. All right. It's pretty bad. Um, and the climactic shootout, can you guess where it happens? say it's mediocre. Yeah. The climactic shootout. Right, so where it happens? Yeah, where do you think it happens? Do they there drive all the way it's, to France? It's all about driving. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for a specific type of building that you'll find when you're driving. 
Oh, a petrol station. It is indeed a welcome a petrol break. Station. <laughs> a shootout, a welcome there's break. There's a shootout in a petrol station. That's a dumb place to have a shootout. Robocop taught me that. I know. But uh, anyway, yeah, so it's, it's not great. I would give this... Uh, it's, it's Curiosity, more than anything, drove me to watch it. Because obviously the cast is actually quite good. Yeah. But when you've got Felicity Jones being like, my kidneys, dying, man. I'm not going to be able to survive. I can barely pay the rent. She doesn't care. She's got Star Wars money now. And then you've got fucking Ben Kissy going like, oh, come on, give me my money, man. Give me the money. Give me the money, man. That's the accent he does. That's Jamaican, isn't it? No. Sounds like it. I'll show you a picture of Ben Kingsley in this. Does, he have, you... does he have Rastafarian? Whilst you queue up your next review, I'll get a picture of Ben Kingsley and collide up and you can tell me. Uh, that's, this is an audio but I give, show. I give Collide, hmm. I give it, uh, I give it, Kim Cattrall. Oh, what's I, mean? No, come on, Kim Cattrall's not good. She's good. You remember the 80s? The 80s were a good time for Kim Cattrall. And the 90s. What, for Romance in the Stone? Kim Cattrall wasn't in Romance in the yeah, Stone. Yeah, she was. Kim Cattrall and friggin' Kim, no. Kurt Russell. No. Yeah. Romancing the Stone? Yeah. You think Romancing the Stone was Kim Cattrall? Yeah, she was in that. No, she was. Look, you are. I'm not going to correct you because I feel like you want to do this yourself. You're thinking of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, she's in that as well. But Romancing the Stone is neither of those people. Do you really not remember Romancing the Stone is one of my all-time favorite '80s movies? I pressed the wrong one. You got to. You. I picked up Romancing the Bride. (laughs) She might be in that. I told you, Kathleen Turner's in Romance in the Stone. <laughs> and? Well, Kathleen Turner. And who's the guy? You said Kurt Russell? Michael Douglas. I told you it was him. No, you didn't. That's what I said. You said Kim Cattrall and Kurt Russell. Who else is in that? Yeah. <laughs> Kim Cattrall is not in that movie. Anyway, you're... Danny DeVito's in it. Yeah, Danny DeVito is. Everyone loves Danny DeVito. Yeah, so I give Collider and Kim Cattrall. It's great. In the 80s and 90s, but now... This film wasn't in the 80s and 90s. I know. Kim Cattrall was. She was great in the 80s and 90s, but if she's around now, it's usually a Sex and the City thing or something worse. And they're not great. Do you not like Sex and the City? No. Have you not been forced to watch it? I did watch some of it. It's not good. It's not. No. No. Women loved it. Overrated. It wasn't that it was overrated. It was just, it was meant to be this whole thing about liberating women and women having their, having their stuff. But, God fucking forbid when you actually watch it. It was about a a bunch of narcissistic people and their grandmother. Exactly. Yes. Right. I'm going to review The Last Guardian. Nice. On Puss 4. Um, By Fumito Ueda, who is, you know, it's it's the spiritual sequel to Ico and Shadow of Colossus. They're not really, like, they're, they're set in the same universe, but it's really, really loose. The only thing that seems to come up between them is horns. There's always horns on someone's head. Um, but yeah, Last Guardian, which yeah, has been getting mixed reviews from some people. Generally, people seem to really like it. I think it's bloody fantastic. I've heard it's... I, no, I've heard middle to bad. I think it's really good. I think it's fantastic. Huh. Like a proper video game. That's all about like telling story through the gameplay and through the design. It's all about like interactions and things like that. You don't get bogged down with 20-minute cutscenes. Like, I've played it for like eight hours now, and I've only just had like what can be called a proper cutscene, where there's a flashback sequence, and you see what's going on before the whole game kicked off. Yeah. Um, and that only lasted like five minutes, and then it got back to the game. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a brilliant thing where you're going around with the big old dog bird Trico thing. Um, the way it like sort of builds a bond between the two characters is brilliant. It's all like you're not reliant on each other as much. You're working together for a goal. Both of you are trying to get out of this place. And Trico like basically becomes complete domesticated because you help him, you save him. He doesn't become complete domesticated to an animal. No, he's he's yeah, he's he's walking along with you and he's playing with you and he'll like you know, he'll pick you up in dangerous moments, he'll follow you wherever you go. He's just like super, super loving for you. He likes you because at the start of the game you save his life. You pull spears out of him, you feed him a little bit, he eats these little barrels filled with butterflies or something. We call them Trico treats. And, you know, it's lovely. And you walk around with him and you climb up things. And at first you think, oh, he's just a way of getting to higher ground. You can climb on him and jump onto platforms. Like Steve Winwood. But um, you gradually come across, like, suits of armour. They're, like, spiritually possessed suits of armour. Apparently you can knock their heads off, but I haven't figured out how yet. But they go around, they grab you, and they want to drag you through a scary door. Because they're scary doors. What are you doing now? I'm putting something on for you. Don't put something on. No, look, so you're not distracted. I'm going to be distracted, though. No, you're not. Don't get distracted. Just watch it. Don't want to watch things. You've got this. You've got this. (sighs) So you're talking about... (laughs) Taking the owls off the screen. No, look, come on, because you're talking about something. We're boxing the video. No, look, talk about about your uh, Last Guardian. I can't, because there's owls on the screen. No, come on, because they're not that cute. We're watching it's an audio show. <laughs> yeah. I can't look at owls. Yeah, you can look at them. They're not that distracting. Ah, owls. But, yeah, anyway. So, you have, like, the suits of armour that attack you, and they'll try and drag you through these scary doors and stuff. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how you can die. Um, okay. I Trico's, like, invincible super monster thing. He jumps around the place, killing everything. Yeah. Um, But there's, like... There's like moments in it where he gets scared of these big stained glass eyes. Yeah. Um, there's something like he has a hold over. And when he sees him, his eyes start flecking and he gets a bit sort of panicky and stuff. Mm. Um, but the way the game builds up situations, there's like moments where those the, there's a moment that it's, it, eventually it will make it happen for yeah. an event in the game. But it's possible this can happen earlier. And it's kind of interesting that they've done it in this way. They don't like, they don't force it to only be this one moment later in the game where it'll happen. It can happen at any point. Where you have the eyes there. There's like one bit where two guards are holding stained glass eyes up while the other ones are trying to drag you. If you knock one of those eyes down, the stained glass eyes on the floor, and shatter it, and then you get grabbed by the guard, Trico will basically make a decision that you're more important than the stained glass eye things that's distracting him. Okay. And he closes his eyes and jumps through and pounds through and just saves you. You don't actually need saving because you can get out of these things quite easily. It's not too hard to get three of them. Um, but there's loads of situations where, like, you get the feeling that he's got a personality to him. Yeah. And you're like, you'll have a situation where you're having to pull a big old chain thing to open a door so he can get through, but guards are grabbing you, these suit of arms are grabbing you, and yeah. he's getting stuck under the door and he's swiping to try and get at them, but can't until you pull the door open. Yeah. Um, that's like the whole thing's like a beautiful cop thing, and there's all this stuff where. If you have to go off on your own, the tension's raised because you're defenceless on your own. The most mm. you can do is shove someone or throw a rock at someone. Yeah. That's the most you can do. So you can't you can't physically beat those monsters down. Trico has to do it. It's only the suits of armour. Yeah, there's like the suits of armour. Some of them have like spears, some of them carry swords. Um they do this chanting thing that like freezes you to the spot when it hits you and you have to mash the buttons to okay. like shake your senses free. Um but yeah, it's really cool because you get you get used to Trico using to navigate certain environments that you wouldn't be able to. Um, there's that bit they showed in the demo where you the platform's crumbling, you jump and grab his tail. Yeah, um, loads of little moments like that come along and stuff. Um, there's one bit later on, not to spoil too much, but 
Trico comes in to save you and you get thrown to the side and while he's still swiping bad guys he like dives down and grabs you in his mouth and flings you onto his back while he's beating the shit out of hmm. all the guards tons of them like loads of them coming for you um, but like Ico it has like amazing environments that like you you walk out of a, of a room and you'll just see like buildings that you've climbed over earlier off in the yeah. distance and places you might be going later and things like that that's pretty cool um, but I think it's, I think it's more for people who liked Ico than Shadow of the Colossus yeah Shadow of Colossus is like um, the best boss rush mode ever in a game ever. Shadow of the Colossus was <laughs> the, what every Zelda game should have been. Well, it's like it's not really got dungeons or anything. Shadow of Colossus is it's entirely focused on you have to defeat this monster and you yeah. go to that monster and defeat it. Beige monster is like a dungeon in its own. Oh yeah, they've all got there's a puzzle to defeat in them, yeah. which is that game's superb. One of the greatest PS2 games like ever. Do you think it ever was conceived as like a Zelda game and they pitched it to Nintendo? No, no, no. It was this Fumetto Waders thing all along. That would have been his his thing. Was he's he got part of the team that designed Ocarina. No, no, he's only ever been working on these games for years. He was always like a um, I can't remember what he did before Ico. There was some really weird game he did. But, but this um, is the second quickest game to drop this year, in, well, last year in price. Yeah, but games that. didn't sell over Christmas, did they? Well, Titanfall dropped. Freaking Call of Duty was like 24 quid, the new Call of Duty. Call game. of Duty was at full price for months before that. The thing is that... This, no, I mean, that, like this last week. This was only stopped, this was only beaten by Steep. Yeah, well, loads of games have been dropping in price this year. I know, but Nothing's Steep, been selling. Steep was meant to release at a full Titanfall price. Titanfall was selling for 20 quid in some places. Steep was meant to be released for full price. Hmm. What was the coming? Was the price it came out at? I don't know. Came out at full price for a day, and then went down to twenty five pounds. Yeah, but no one bought it. No one has bought it. No. no. Although it looks interesting. Doesn't matter if prices go down. It's Christmas, and you got Boxing Day this year. <sighs> like everything went down in price. <laughs> yeah, I still want time for two. Yeah, we should get it. But no, it's it's great. I'm loving it. Money. Like I can see that some people might get frustrated with the controls because it doesn't control like other games. You know how all games now they have the exact same feel when you're running around and you duck behind a wall to shoot things and all this sort of stuff. I wonder if it does have 4K support. It does. It's got no, PlayStation Pro. It just says has has uh, 1080p. No, it does PlayStation Pro. Definitely works on it, as far as I'm aware. Definitely does something. But um, yeah, it's a beautiful game. Really loving it. I think it's like I can see why it wasn't on PS3. There was no way that would have run on PS3. Um, every now and again, you can see like textures that are a bit blurrier, more PS3-like. Every now and again, so you can tell it's got its roots in it. But there's no way the PS3 would have been able to do this. It's friggin' just crazy. The detail in the animations on Trico, the way he moves around, interacts well, yeah. with you. Did you see what it looked like before, though? In PS3, it looked really good. But it was like they were definitely pushing the limits. Yeah. Um, this doesn't look like the most flashiest PS4. I'm not talking about how it looks. I'm talking about on a technical level. Yeah. Um, the way you move around the environments, the way that, like, there's never a moment where Trico does something that dissolves the illusion of him being a real animal. Yeah. He's, like, there's you never get one of those moments where, like, he turns around without actually touching the floor or anything like that. Yeah. There's always, because they use that procedural animation to make sure he's always moving around. Like, the closest I've had is, like, part of his head going into a wall when it's, like, a really tight gap that he's squeezing through. Huh. Um, But it's, like, it's beautiful. And I got to see him poo last night, finally. I got the to- trophy for that. It's the first trophy I got in the game. Eight he hours poos. in. Yeah, he drops these little green globules. You can pick them up and throw them. What do they do? <laughs> um, they just splat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's brilliant. They haven't shown much of the game. That um, 
in all the trailers and all the build up to it, they yeah, did a really good job of showing really early stuff. Yeah, like the first few um, levels. Yeah, I've And like Ico, like I say, it's more like Ico than anything. But rather than having a little girl you're running around with, you've got a giant bloody animal you can climb on and you can pet him. And I only found out the other day because I'm being a bit of a jerk. If you pull the spears out, you can pet his wounds and it cleans up the blood. Oh. That's on him. There's a trophy on there for painting Trico, and I don't know where that comes into it. I'm guessing that's something you unlock on the second playthrough. Because Shadow Colossus had stuff that was like on a second playthrough, you could include your grip, increase your grip, and climb to higher locations, couldn't you? Mm. And stuff like that. Um, there's no grip meter in this one. It would have killed it if it had a grip meter. It wouldn't yeah. have worked. Because um, you need to hold on for him for extended periods. Yeah, and there's, yeah, it would have messed things up no end. Um, but yeah, absolutely beautiful, really nicely done game. Um, I don't get people having the trouble with getting Trico to do stuff. I've had maybe two instances where he didn't obey me straight away. So Eternal Champions, eh? That's your game of the week. No. Last Guardian, really good. Rax versus Shadow. No one likes Eternal, put Eternal Champions down. Look, people did like Eternal Champions. You know how I know people liked Eternal Champions? 32X. There was a 32X No, it wasn't. It was a Mega CD version. Mega CD version of this game, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. It was the same game with more blood in it, and the CGI intro. And CD quality audio. Ooh. So all your became no the music was that was the music to Eternal Champions that's on Mega Drive it was the same on CD they just no. basically had the same music no, the CD version it was Stars. John Williams did the soundtrack to this game did the bottom here Howard Howard Drossin did the soundtrack to Eternal Champions it's a soundtrack by John Williams. It was Howard Drossin. No, it wasn't. Yeah, and the same guy least, did the music for um, Comic Zone. At the very least, I believe it was Vangelis. Yeah, Vangelis, sure. Why Vangelis. Not? Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week. Eternal you Champions. fucking penis. Vangelis. Who's this nifty character with the... Uh, uh, he Russell? was called Blade, wasn't he? Or Blaze? Blaze. What, why is his bracelet randomly shooting into the air? Um, He's a time traveller. He fires like lightning, light contract. He's basically the Green Lantern. Oh. Sort of, but shit version. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's the end of episode fifty-seven of Crit Apocalypse. Sorry, Which we Matt were, has wasted about forty-five minutes of. We were completely with his reviews, completely off the chain with that one. That was great. We you went was, off topic. We were on Fleek. <sighs> He's still doing that. It's been like three months, man. Look, right. You Stop just, trying to make Fleek happen. Just got to get on the Fleek. Never going to happen. I'm Fleek. You're Fleek. Let's all Fleek each other. Sometimes I Fleek myself. Yeah, well. Heard. Sometimes, yeah. Everyone well, knows. you will have heard it. Because yeah. I'm quite loud when I fleek. No, no, I mean, I've heard from other people. I'm like a kettle. I just keep going and the steam shoots out. <laughs> what, 1920s kettle? Yeah, and the steam shoots out. <laughs> I had one of those kettles used to whistle. Years ago. You know, I don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah. Used to heat up on the stove. Some people had. Did you know there was a time when kettles used to be an attachment you could have on your radio? So you could have a kettle cooking on your radio. You used to put them on the stove. No, 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 like, what I mean is, there were certain, there was, people tried to sell this invention, what invention, there's essentially like a kettle that went between the radio parts, and it would boil when the radio was on, so you'd have hot water to put in your cup of tea, but it'd be drinking. Oh, radio, it was a radiator. Yeah, radio. There was tons of them, there was ones that would brew a cup of coffee when you woke up in the morning, so yeah, you set I, your alarm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is there were ones still that around. went in your radiator as well. Oh, no one wants them in the radiator. No, it was just lukewarm, but they used to call it drinking temperature. No. Put in your Robinsons. Put in your Robinsons. Yeah.
That's right. Today is brought to you by Robinson's Fruit Juice. You know, fruit burst. Fruit burst. The one for the kids. With, the one for the kids. With yeah, like so one gram less sugar in it. You just take you take the straw, the the the, the sack. I'm guessing the fruit burst comes in, and you put it in your mouth, and you gotta heat it up. So you heat it up by you, you just you hold one end, just let a lighter underneath it. Hold, hold one end in your end in your hand, and then the other hand you use to work the tube. Yeah, and that will heat up the contents. And you keep heating it, and then... And then when, when it's you, ready, it'll just it'll just fire into your mouth. When you can feel that it's, it's heating up, you just go to the base, and you fondle it a little bit to get it into a good squeezing position, and then you just give it a squeeze, and it goes, it sprays Make right sure you close your eyes. Don't get it get your eyes, because it will get very hot. And remember, always consult a doctor when using condoms. Unrelated. Unrelated to the fruit, the fruit sack. Released by Robinson's next week. Robinson's Fruit Burst. Robinson's, it only comes in two flavours, banana or clear. Mm. <laughs> Asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid popcorn. Mm. Salty and sweet. No. <laughs> texture may not be as advertised. No. Okay, so this has been episode 57. You can find me at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter, and you can find at, at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter, or you can find him at Mellow Gaming. No, sorry, on the channel Mellow Gaming on YouTube. Um, we're also on SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, of on comment, they know on SoundCloud. They listen to us on SoundCloud. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you've heard us. Give us a shout. If there's anything you think that we could do better, please Just let keep us know. begging. Keep begging. Yeah. We're going to keep begging. We don't yeah. have a Patreon, but, you know, if you feel like giving us money, just. Give us a shout. Give us a give us a quick personal message. I'll give you my my sort code, pin number, uh, the card number, date of birth, date of birth, national insurance, national insurance, driving license number, uh, passport ID. Uh, oh God, what else can I give you? I don't know. Anything that builds trust. Blood, really. blood, semen. Yeah. I've got your blood on Thursday. Oh. Did they know that it's full of AIDS? <laughs> when you said when you said AIDS, I thought you were going to say ass. Oh, is it full of another disease? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, bye. You know, there's a reason it's called analingus. It's not. Say bye. Analingus. Say bye. It's airlingus. Airling. Oh yeah, it's doing it on an airlingus flight. Yeah. 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 Anyway, when you lick someone's butthole on an airlingus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. I miss them. I want them to come back. No, don't click the end button because they're still listening. They could still feel 